The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like this podcast, please follow us on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your shows. And if you'd like your own podcast, go to pod617.com to get started. We'll produce the whole thing for you. This is the show, the Boston Podcast, where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city, but sometimes other cities and sometimes other boroughs. Are there boroughs anywhere other than New York? I don't think so. The guest's name is Alicia Holmes, and I'm excited to talk to her. She is known as the Wealth Whisperer. She does all kinds of things to empower women in a in the financial world, in a financial sense. Well, you know what? I'm not explaining it very well. She will. Let's welcome her to the show. Alicia Holmes is here from Brooklyn. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What's life like in uh, Brooklyn, sort of, kind of, post-pandemic? Well, things are are somewhat back to normal. Yep. You know, the restaurants are live, live music. We, you know, it's been a great summer. Excellent. Did you mm-hmm. grow up in New York? I grew up in New York. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. And since it's the center of the universe, you have no need to move anywhere ever, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I did raise my children in New Jersey. And then as oh, soon okay. as they were grown, I came right back to Brooklyn. Is the Brooklyn bubble no longer a thing where you people in Brooklyn, you only need each other and you don't need to listen to the rest of the world? Or <laughs> No, it's only gotten worse because Brooklyn <laughs> is just even better now. <laughs> so it's got to work. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Brooklyn, it's probably one of those things like it was a well-kept secret. I mean, it's Brooklyn. It's not a secret, but now now uh, everybody wants to live in Brooklyn. Anyway, so tell us how you, I used to be in your field for what it's worth. I used to be a financial advisor and I don't do it anymore because probably because I wasn't that good at it, but you clearly are. Tell us how, what drew you to it and tell us about how that led to your current mission. Yeah. So, you know, I was actually a business student and I was at an alumni event on campus, an alumni event for Black and Latino students. Mm -hmm. And one of the alumni actually heard me over talking, uh, heard uh, a couple of us talking about being rich. And he, (laughs) on the dance floor, said, do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? And I'm like, you know, what's the difference? And he says to me, if you're rich, you'll have money. And if you're wealthy, you'll have time. And literally over the next nine months, I got a whole world of paradigm shifting to think about living a life being, having financial well-being mm. and options and choices and freedom. And the big thing that I loved about this conversation is it was about not having to exchange your time for income and having financial freedom. And I had never been exposed to a conversation like that. And so I was all in. This was quite That's an alumni thinking. event. What what school did you go to that this event was connected to? Uh, I went to NYU Stern. Oh, was the song "I Want to Be Rich" playing on the dance floor? Is that, is that, is that... 
That's, that, what, that, is that what you, maybe not. Okay. Anyway. It was not. <laughs> okay. So now, so that got you started. And mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about your journey, about how you eventually became a, a champion for women of color. Yeah. So the information that I got was life changing. I was taught about net worth. That's your assets minus your liabilities and mm-hmm. focusing exclusively on that and not income or revenue because people's income can go up and up and up and you're not building wealth. That was life changing. I was taught how to be masterful at managing my money. And then the big thing was how to invest, invest in real estate and leverage, use leverage. And my secret sauce was I always liked technology. I was actually an information system major. And so I hit the ground running Mm -hmm. and started investing. I believe with my first check and going to auctions two years out of college. I worked for nonprofits, I have to say, making very little money. Mm -hmm. But I was like masterful at managing it Mm -hmm. and start buying property. And by the time I was in my early 30s, I had built a nice seven figure net worth Mm. just following um, these principles. Yeah. You know, it sounds like a simple thing. Know that you're you need to subtract your debt from your your wealth, your you know, your assets in order to get a clear picture. But sometimes people miss it, like Mike Tyson, for example, or MC Hammer or something. <laughs> they it's how do you how do you lose fifty million when you spend sixty million, right? So so is that is that still a misconception? People still make that mistake? Absolutely. Very few people. I have worked with probably thousands of people. I've been doing this a long time because I was trained when I was 19, Mm -hmm. even early in the game before I built my wealth. And I would say 90% of people are not focusing on their network. They're only focusing on their income. Mm -hmm. And just shifting your mind to focusing on net worth makes you think about what am I doing with my money? Am I purchasing assets? So what I was taught is you can, you're going to be making choices and decisions and you can either purchase assets that are going to build wealth for you, or you're, you're purchasing things that are building wealth for other people. And so when you think, when you think about it that way, when you're in, focused on net worth, you really and truly make different decisions. And I would say, I literally, even over, during the pandemic, I had a captive audience that used to get like struggle get 20 women in the room. I had like 150 women on talking about these things. Mm-hmm. 90% of them were not looking at their network, mm-hmm. weren't in a conversation about it, weren't moving that direction. And it it showed in how their net worth was, was or wasn't growing. Mm-hmm. You, you have been called the wealth whisperer and you are, which is a very cool name. I, I wish I had thought of it first, but that's not me. And <laughs> You know, you are a self-proclaimed wealth, let's see, like a wealth growth coach or something. Now I'm missing it. What, what do we call it? Coach. A coach. Okay. coach. So, you, it, so you don't manage money? Do people hire you to be like a consultant or how, how does it work? It sounds different than the typical financial advisor. Yeah, I'm an educator. Okay. So I had someone coach me and educate me and explain what net worth is and have me calculate it. And show me how to do it and, you know, and do it quarterly and watch the decisions I made. I have, you know, I teach women specifically what you need to know around investing. What is a fee and what the effect that has on your portfolio? What is a return on investment? The difference between sitting something in a CD making 2% or a low 
outperforming uh, safe investment 3%, mm-hmm. then investing in an index fund and, and you know, being on par with the market and using an index fund as a benchmark, that those three things literally have had women go back and talk to their financial professionals and seven next their portfolios after it. And, you know, I just have story after story of women who, based upon, I do an investing masterclass also. Mm -hmm. These three things change the life of their, change their lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) and their retirement accounts and had them seven next double move towards financial independence just by tweaking their investments and having the right information. So I am an educator and a coach and the information that I give empowers women very often to have much more powerful outcomes and conversations, even with their advisors. And many of them do it on their own Mm. after having that information. Yeah. So you're going to put financial advisors out of business. That doesn't bother me, but it might bother some. So Mm -hmm. it, it, I I have found that there is, uh, I don't know if misconception is the right word, but when I was a financial advisor, I was a little frustrated by the fact that I was trying to tell people, I'm going to help you get to where you want to be in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, uh, and we're going to make smart decisions to get there. Some people got it. Other people really just wanted more money. Now, (laughs) you'd think... Because money is seductive, right? You see those numbers or you hear somebody's getting 15% a year. It's like, well, I want that. And what they don't realize is if they just make smart decisions and they're patient, like you said, index funds, people don't know the the stock market usually does pretty well. The stock market, there's only like a couple times in history where the stock market has lost money over a a 10 year period, right? So if you stick with the plan, so is that, am I onto something there? You are completely and totally onto something. So you hit on something like the short-term thinking, immediately immediate gratification. So I do a lot of mindset work, and people uncover a lot. And I even, you know, I work with women. I bring in healers and mental health professionals because when something as like looking at your budget and what decisions am I making and where is the money going very often people are very confronted about the level of accountability. Mm. And a lot of that has to do with the short-term thinking and immediate gratification. And so, and people get on the other side of it. And I say, put the past in the past, having the effort from where you are now can change things going forward for your life in ways you can imagine. And so, yeah, so uncovering some of those assumptions that people have, the things that they've learned from their parents, the things that people are doing around them that may not work. And I could see as, you know, as a financial coach, it's a financial professional advisor, you know, you're, you're ha- you have to contend with all of that. And the great thing I love about coaching is I get to do the mindset work and the healing work and the mental health work and the well-being. Work. And it really makes a difference. It's mm-hmm. everything in terms of moving people to make better, smarter choices. It reminds me of that psychological experiment they did with kids, and I think it was called the marshmallow test. I'm probably going to yes. ruin. I'm probably, but it was something. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. It was something like they put a kid in a room and they say, "Here's a marshmallow on the table." Now, don't if you don't eat it for the next like five minutes. I'm going to leave, but leave you here for if you stay here for five minutes and don't eat the marshmallow, you get two marshmallows, right? And they leave, and it's hilarious to watch the kids look on their faces. <laughs> they they can't stand it, and a fair portion of them, I think, were like. 
I just want this marshmallow now. I don't care. <laughs> and they forget that they they just they would have gotten two. And that's it. That that's that can be wealth, right? People like no, yes. I, want, I want it now. Yeah. So you the project Journey to Wealth, which by the way, if I have this right, Journey to Wealth dot net is where you go for more info on your program. Actually, right now I would direct people to my Instagram account. Okay, which is what? It's Journey to Wealth Women in Action. Journey to Wealth, Woman in Action. Is the two the numeral two? No, it's actually the word two. Spelled out two. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. So you've done a lot of work with women of color, and I think that's noble. I want to just kind of drill down a little bit on that. I know a fair number of financial advisors who make their book of business by um, going to women, and sometimes it's it's like sometimes stereotypes are true and and they're not always true, but sometimes they are. And in a lot of traditional, you know, heterosexual marriages, the woman is not the one taking care of the books. And then maybe there's some, maybe they get divorced, maybe they split or the, maybe the husband passes away or something. And suddenly the woman is left to, again, not always people don't get mad at me. I'm just saying that. And so some people, advisors focus on that is do, do women of, this is a long, this is drawn out question that I could have asked in like seven seconds, but do women of color have a particular distinct problem that you, that or challenge that you address? Well, the statistics show that like the average net worth, I think this, the first study was done in 2013 and it showed that the average net worth for white women was around 41,000. And for black and Latinx women, it was $100, the net worth. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so what I am seeing, there's, in our communities, the information around investing and wealth and index funds and money, specialized knowledge around money, it's just not passed on. So very often, African-Americans, the first time they hear no hear anything at all about investing is when they told about a 401k program, a 401k account, mm-hmm. and they have no idea what to do with it. So mostly what you do is you go with what's safe or whatever is chosen for you. Mm-hmm. And literally, that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so there's no information. I can honestly say, because I work with all women, and very often I will, a lot of the white women I, I work with, they're like, I don't know much about it. My husband handled it or what? And I will look at their accounts or if they're not married yet, some of them are young and I'll look at their accounts and they're in pretty decent investments. Mm-hmm. And I will say, well, you're in pretty dis- decent investments as I do an analysis. And, you know, exclusively, and I share this often, they almost always say, my dad, ta- my dad told me to go. Oh, it's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so there's not that, you know, it, there's that the information is not quite being passed down That's in our communities in that way. So pretty much, you know, a lot of times we're like a deer in the headlight until someone steps in and gives us some critical and what I call specialized knowledge about how to excel in this area, in these, in the wealth building area mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Do I, do we know why the African-American fathers just um, too busy to share the knowledge or I, I mean, who knows? You, right? know, I, you know, that's a whole <laughs> historical conversation. Yeah. I think our communities have come, you know, everything from our background and our communities the we haven't been a part of there's so much I could talk about. We haven't been a part of the wealth building game in many of the industrial revolutions. There's the whole 
something around redlining where we were kind of locked out of purchasing real estate and when the government was sure. given a lot of initiatives and grants and that actually beefed up uh, a white middle class and gave gave resources for sending kids to college and all of those kinds of things. So there's some structural, institutional, and I would say racism that has, you know, led to a lot of what's happening. And so it, the information is not like just in our community, what black men or what women, it's just not in our community and it's not been passed down. Well, so mm -hmm. that makes sense to me. The, you know, there are cynics out there that say there certainly isn't as much racism as there used to be. And so, you know, minority communities, you have it pretty good now, but you just gave, and you know, they're not right. We both know they're wrong. But mm -hmm. however, there's, there's still work to be done. But but what you just pointed out is that the, the this generation, your generation, which might be my generation, but I'm probably older, whatever, is is maybe still a step behind because, the you know, the previous generation didn't have access to a lot of things that would allow them to become financially literate. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. Well, I'm on board. All right. I agree. I agree with you. And I agree with me too. Tell us, tell us about this, uh, your, your boot camp. These are coming up by the way. So people uh, mark your calendars starting on Thursday, September 29th. You're doing a series of financial boot camps. Tell us about those. Yeah. So I run a month long boot, boot camp and I, the whole roadmap for what it is to be in the wealth building game, the mindset piece, the net worth and show you how to calculate. I call it dream building budgets. Budgeting is people are tracking, but they're not budgeting and setting intentions and being intentional for directing their resources towards their dreams. And then I do that fundamental of investing piece that I talked about that I feel like so many women of all ethnicities, we're just out of the game of understanding what you should know, investing. And then I do my secret sauce, which is investing in technology and innovation, accelerated rep. Well, so I take people through that entire roadmap. The 29th is like an intro session okay. to get everyone acclimated. And then the boot camp is for the month of October. October. We meet, I do a, a, a group coaching session on Thursday evenings from 6.30 to 8, there's a lot of information that is given to you before you meet with me in the coaching session and things you should handle. I have a team who does working sessions and help everyone. And at the end of it, like you're in a different place around what you're doing with your money, what's possible, and really on track for thinking through how you want to move forward powerfully and to build wealth and have options and choice and also for not just this generation, but for generations to come. So where do people go for more information on the, those programs? Right. So if you go to my journey to wealth, women in action, um, Instagram account in my bio, there's a, there's a link. And in that link, it'll take you to, you can sign up for my boot camp. You get more, I, Go on my mailing list. Mm -hmm. you, I have a free debt elimination ebook. I've used the method for many years and helped women, so many women get out of debt. Uh, you can get my free ebook there. Oh, cool. So on my, again, Journey to Wealth, Women in Action, in my bio, there's a link there where you you can have access to all of the information for Journey to Wealth and my contact information, how you can reach me on Telegram, Facebook, or any place you need to reach me. Cool. So, yeah, Journey to Wealth, Women in Action on uh, Instagram. 
And I'm going to check out that audio book. Are men allowed to listen to it? <laughs> it's actually an ebook, but yes, men, you can go, you can get to my ebook. Right. Oh, the ebook. Okay. So I got to read it. So uh, yes, go to the Instagram page to check out everything Alicia is doing. Sign up for those, those boot camps, those programs. They sound awesome. We are going to play a round of good stuff in a moment where both Alicia and I will recommend something good that might brighten your day. Before we do that, let me take just one minute to remind you what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go if you want your own podcast. We'll produce the whole thing for you, the intro music, the outro music. We'll edit the thing. We'll make you sound wicked sharp, as we say in Boston. But listen, you can produce it from anywhere around the world. We'll send you out a quality USB microphone and record it remotely. You could be the next big podcast star. It's a great way to reach your your network, your clients, your potential clients, or anyone you, you want to have a virtual conversation with. Podcasting is the way to go. The Boston Podcast Network, pod617.com. In pod, we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. So I always like good stuff because I don't know what my guest is going to recommend. I'm about to learn something cool and new. No pressure, Alicia, but do you have something to share with our listening audience? Yes, we are in the fifth industrial revolution. The world is shifting under our feet and there is an organization called unitmasters.org and they do a free six-week program where you can learn everything about Web3, the blockchain, NFTs, the metaverse, and it is, they source some of the top people in the world to talk about it. They have study groups. They have a great platform certification. I I co-founded an organization in Web3 called Disruptor DAO, and we'll be partnering with them for their next co to do something when we're going to have study groups and we're targeting working with women and supporting women through the content. But for now, they have a cohort 12 come on September 25th, I believe. Okay. And it's a free program and it's excellent. Unitmasters.org, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you go there, they're, what are they, online classes or videos or what are they? Online. Online. Online classes. Online classes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, NFTs, blockchain, that. The first two things you mentioned are things that I don't understand, so I should do that. So so thank you for the advice. Our world is changing, man. Unitmasters.org. Excellent recommendation. I will recommend a TV show because I'm not as cultured and as intelligent as my guest, clearly. But I just started watching this show on Hulu, and it's called Reboot. So it's a little confusing. It's not a reboot. The show is called Reboot. And I get a kick out of this because it's very meta. In other words, this is a show that is on Hulu about a show that they're doing on Hulu. Let me play a little bit of the trailer so you get an idea of what I'm talking about. We're definitely on the lookout for breakthrough shows. So what do you got? I want to reboot the old sitcom Step Right Up. Are you serious? And I want to do it with the original cast. According to Wikipedia, Clay Barber, drug charge and disorderly conduct, Bramery Jensen did a low-budget sci-fi cable show. Captain, I'll repair them as soon as I nourish my larva. And Reed Sterling left to pursue a film career. I'm the ruthless mother standing here with a 38 snub nose. You know what? I was thinking... What if I infused it with a layer of weariness and vulnerability? Maybe don't think. I was just 
It's just not what they taught us at the Yale School of Drama. <laughs> okay, we're done. Very clever premise. It, it starts with uh, this actress, Rachel Bloom, who you might know her from... I didn't see the show, but I heard about it. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Anyway, and that's the voice of Keenan Michael Key, who you know from all kinds of great comedy movies and his former uh, partnership with uh, Key, with uh, whoever Peele, Jordan Peele, Keenan Peele. Anyway, Johnny Knoxville is in there, and it's just... It's a clever because it's it's basically a parody of everything going on in entertainment now, how everything has to be a reboot. And they're rebooting this horrible old sitcom that is just cheesy and, you know, all the bad jokes and everything, the kind of stuff that we grew up with. And it's life, you know, life imitating art or vice versa, whichever way. I take it you haven't seen that yet, Alicia. No, I haven't. It's right. funny, though. <laughs> okay. So that's your homework. I'll have you back on the show if you uh, watch a little bit of reboot and then uh, report back to me. Okay. okay. Very good. Anything else we left out, Alicia, or did people know about your world and, and all that you do? Yeah. So I was saying that, you know, I'm, I've always been really, really interested in investing in innovation and technology. And I think that these are really great times. You know, they're challenging times, but there's a lot of opportunities. I love the new Web3 uh, space. I started, I co-founded something called the Disruptor DAO. A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. I promise you next year, uh, the word, the acronym, I guess it is yep. DAO, the yeah. decentralized autonomous organization is going to be on everyone's radar and people are going to be talking about this is the way that we should uh, organize. It almost, it reminds you of a cooperative where everyone um, has a stake in whatever is produced um, and it's a it's it's the way people are going to be organizing themselves for the future. Uh, and again, it's a whole new world and it's an exciting new world uh, with very little barriers to entry. I feel um, unlike other industrial revolutions. Oh, well, very cool. I didn't realize we were in the middle of an industrial revolution, but it does kind of feel like that. And yeah, the, the uh, technology really does represent uh, low barriers to entry in in many ways. And one of them is podcasting. It's why I got into this silly thing, because if you, <laughs> if you have, you know, a quality microphone and, and someone talented like me to help you, then, you know, you can get right in there and you can have a podcast just as good as Joe Rogan or any of those guys. Well, that's my theory. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to make it all about me. Um, Alicia Holmes, you've been an awesome guest. Journey to Wealth Women in Action is the Instagram handle you want to know and remember, find out all about her. I hope you had a good time. I did. I had a great time. Thank you so much. This was great. Awesome. Stick around for one minute while I say goodbye to everyone. If you liked our show, follow it on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your shows. Go to pod617.com if you'd like your own podcast. Get started now. Why not? Kids are back in school. It's time to have some fun and do something fulfilling and value and promising. On behalf of Alicia Holmes, my new favorite person in Brooklyn. Sorry, Cousin Jeff. Um, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. 